And welcome back to episode three of the Weekend Sweep Sports Podcast and happy Victory Monday. It is December 6, 2021. I'm your host, Cameron Lane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Connor Lane. Howdy, folks. And also joining us today will be our third co-host, our second co-host, I guess, going forward. That is Gabe Dotson. Say hello. It's been a long time coming. What's up, everybody? Um... So first, before we really get into the episode here, uh, just going to kind of take this chance to introduce Gabe to everybody. So go ahead and tell us what sports you're into, you know, who you root for, that type of thing. Everybody, nice to be on the podcast. I got three simple words this week. It's We Won Dallas. Redskins fan for life. I can't wait to talk about the victory last night and how we're ready to put a whooping on the Cowboys next week. Uh, been a sports fan for life growing up watching all the sports with these guys and, you know, venturing out into other sports as I've gotten older and stuff like that. So looking forward to adding some uh, different aspects of different sports to the podcast. Yeah, uh, as me and Connor have mentioned before, we don't really get into the soccer realm or much of the combat sports when it's not Connor McGregor or a big name like that. So I think Gabe will add a lot of important insight into that that type of sports. So, uh First, we're going to go with the fast break for this week. Um, as always, we're going to start with the Alexander Oveskin update. Uh, he's up to 750 now, so still playing well. He's got 20, 20 goals on the season, second in NHL, and 39 points, which is third in the NHL. So still playing well. Um, uh, the record right now for the Caps, 15-4-6, first in the division, um, and they're back in action tonight, Monday, uh, 7 against the Ducks. So anything to add there? Oh, he's a legend. Looking forward to continue watching him climb. He's got Yager next at 766, so he's 17 goals away from passing Yarmer Yager to be third all time. So that's without a doubt coming up here in the next couple of months the way Ovi's playing. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, he's definitely going to, I think, eventually, you know, under contract until the end of the 2026 season. I mean, he's definitely, if he stays on pace and is healthy, he's definitely going to get all of them, so... I think that'll be cool to watch, you know, the coming years. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, after 767 is 800, so yeah. he's coming up. I mean, yeah, the way he's playing, he might catch that this year. Yeah. Um, so next, uh, Gabe kind of wanted to talk about some, some combat sports stuff we got coming up. I think me and Connor are probably going to be a little bit more quiet during this uh, section and just kind of let Gabe take over, but mm -hmm. what do you got for us? First of all, where do I start? Um, I mean, we had... Just had a great weekend of fights, and we have quite the weekend coming up. I'll, uh, I'll start with the breaking news from today of Tommy Fury falling out of the Jake Paul fight, Jake Paul yeah. fight um, due to some chest pain or something like that where he was forced to withdraw. So I saw that at work today, and Tyron Woodley is going to step in there for the rematch to save the pay-per-view next, uh, next Saturday, the 18th. So that'll be a that'll be a fun rematch. I was really looking to see Fury fight Paul, you know, a true boxer, uh, but we're gonna have to wait on that one. I uh, sorry to interrupt you here, but I don't you know. I watched the first fight um, with Paul, and obviously not into that type of sport as much as everything else. But you know, I've heard a lot about you know he hasn't fought real fighters, he hasn't fought a boxer you know that's in their prime, stuff like that. So you really don't know. 
about him too much. What What's your opinion on Paul? Um, I really don't like talking about him too much because I feel like he's just, you know, he's a YouTube guy who's come up and he's an entertainer. He's made a name for himself and he's ventured off into, you know, the fighting business and has done a good job promoting himself. Again, he's an entertainer. He's not a boxer. He's an entertainer who boxes. Um, he's, you know, he's selected his opponents. He's knocked out Nate Robinson, you know, who's, who's a five, six, you know, NBA player who hasn't played basketball in years. And then, you know, he beat, what's his name? Ben Askren, who... It's a the, wrestler. Yeah, the, re yeah. the wrestler, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Ben Askren took that for the payday and took a dive like no other dive in the history of combat sports, I mean. The dude got laid out with one punch and he just like rolled right out of it and laid they called out, like, it tonight clothes. and he's in the backstage smiling with his wife because they just made millions of dollars <laughs> We're to rich, baby. Yeah. We're rich. To yeah, exactly. Mama, we made it. And <clears throat> I don't like talking about him too much because you know, again, it's it's all entertainment right now and, and I understand the entertainment aspect of it, but um I don't know. He's not entertaining to me and this will be the first one that I'll be showing at work that um, I'll be working for, so I'll be interested to see kind of what, what goes on. Um, coming up, though, I mean, we have a lot this week. Lomachenko's fighting on Saturday. Should be a, you know, should be a breeze of a fight. It's been a little while since he's fought. We have uh, UFC 269 this weekend as well, where Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira headlines that card, um, with the co-main event being... You know, the women's goat in mixed martial arts, Amanda Nunez versus uh, Pena. And, you know, if, if things stay on track for Nunez, she's going to, you know, continue to her climb through the ranks and just continue knocking these women out or beating these women. And we got an exciting uh, a card coming up on this Saturday, the 11th. So the last card in December is always a good one. So definitely tune into that. Um, Gervonta Davis just won last night, and immediately Ryan Garcia is calling him out on social media, which is funny because Ryan Garcia has kind of been MIA for a little while now. And then, of course, you know, to start building that fight, Tank wins last night. You know, Ryan Garcia calls him out for not having a good performance, and then now starts that build up for that fight. So both of them are under two different promotions. Gervonta Davis under. Floyd Mayweather's promotion and uh, Ryan Garcia under Oscar De La Hoya's promotion. So both of that's going to be a tough time to make that fight because they're both going to want to get paid and you know think they're the A side and that this and that. So right now that's all social media talk. My guy Clay Guida in the UFC got his got a big win over a jiu-jitsu black belt this weekend, and I've been watching him since I was probably 12 years old in the UFC. So to see him still win was awesome. Um, Rafael Fasid co-made the co-main evented the event from this past weekend, and I was talking to Luke, and the dude has like three of the top five fights of the year so far, and so if you ever get to tune into him, Rafael Fasid's his name in the UFC, and he's an absolute cracker to watch. Um, Jose Aldo picked up a win uh, in the main event, and um, he uh, he's ready to call out, or he's calling out TJ Dillashaw, so. Shout out to Jose Aldo for keeping up and, you know, keep pushing forward. Uh, nobody thought he'd be the same after Conor McGregor knocked him cold in 13 seconds. So uh, it's nice to see him kind of reclaim his, uh, you know, his his right in, in that division. So. Anything else? 
All right, next, uh, move on to the Washington Wizards. As we mentioned last week, been skidding a little bit, haven't been playing very well, took a tough 102-90 to loss last night to the Raptors. Um, it's a below 500 team. They're close to 500, so not a terrible loss, but sitting at 14-10 right now, fifth in the conference, but like, I, like we've said, not many games, you know, uh, separating the teams in that uh, conference. So they can make up ground. KCP with 26 points last night. Uh, Beal, 14 points, 7 assists, and really nothing else to talk about after that. It was a pretty – not a very good game to watch and yeah, tough one. But so next we're going to go over college football overview, some of the big scores. Um, Utah abuses Oregon 38-10. Bama in a big win over Georgia 41-24. Michigan takes down Iowa, 42-3. Cincinnati, 35. Uh, Houston, 20. Baylor, 21. OK State, 16. It was a big one. Um, and Pitt over Wake, 45-21. I will mention... Um, a lock of the week. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> Sam Harton let me down, man. Had, had four picks. Uh, it, was, it was a good game, though. It was I think it was 21-14 at the end of the first quarter. So it was a good game, kind of back and forth. Um, for a while there, but then, you know, Pitt just kind of wore them down. They're a good team. And same with Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State last week was sitting at five, just outside of the top four. Um, a lot of people were thinking maybe, you know, they win, um, they might get into the playoff, but obviously didn't play very well. Um, their quarterback, Spencer Sanders, once again threw four picks, so it's tough, and they still almost win the game. Obviously, the guy died for the pylon at the end there and just doesn't quite get there, so it's a tough loss. Um Brent Venables from the Clemson defensive coordinator takes the job at Oklahoma. Um, pretty sure he came from Oklahoma, didn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. at Oklahoma before. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting there. Obviously, he's had a really good defense, had some really good guys come through Clemson, had a lot of success there. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, how with a lot of the recruits and people leaving Oklahoma, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if some of the guys that have entered their name in the transfer portal you know, take him out, end up staying, or, you know, just the class he can bring in there to Oklahoma. Lastly, a thing I want to touch about was, I don't know if either of y'all saw this, but Brian Kelly spoke um, at LSU's basketball game the other night. And keep in mind, this guy is from Massachusetts. And in the video, you can clearly hear he's, like, trying to add in a Southern draw <laughs> to his uh, to his, his uh, voice. To his voice, yeah. He's... Uh, <laughs> Which it's really funny. So like Down I said, here at LSU. Yeah, he was um, the one word he said. He was like my family, and he like really, really stressed that one. So it's what kinda... if he accidentally said roll tide? That yeah. Was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so oh. I practiced his speech a thousand times. Is this but the just not at the yeah. school. Is this the wrong yeah. Louisiana. <laughs> but yeah, so that was funny, kind of interesting to see. But you know, falling into the culture pretty well. He's. I already had a whole bushel of crawfish and all that. So there's people down there. He's going to be talking like Coach O soon. But anyway, so for the NFL overview, it's a couple scores. Uh, you had the Chargers over the yeah, Bengals. Let me know what you want us to talk about college football. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just an overview. What do you want? We're, gonna, we're going no, into going. college football no, later. Keep rolling, man. You got a whole category on it. Um, NFL, Chargers 41, Bengals 22. Steelers beat the Ravens 20-19, a really exciting game. Did you guys see the end of that? Yeah, I yeah. can't believe that Baltimore let that happen. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I, yeah, I see all the time. They, uh, people, I was seeing on Twitter last night, somebody was calling the Ravens the best, most inconsistent team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, it was actually pretty exciting. I don't know if you all saw the end, but he's got the guy open, basically walking into the end zone. He's got T.J. Watt right in his face, so he kind of has got to 
sidearm throw to the guy and almost makes a good catch, but ends up dropping it. But Bucks beat the Falcons 30-17. to um, Rams over the Jags 37-7. to Seattle 30. Um, Tom Brady is still yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still Jesus Christ in the flesh. <laughs> um, Eagles beat the Jets 33-18. Colts stay hot 31-0 over the Texans. Dolphins 20-9 over the Giants. Chiefs take down the Broncos last night, which I thought was going to be a better game because the Broncos have been playing well. But obviously the Chiefs are uh, finding their groove again, as we've said. So they beat them 22-9. And then probably heartbreaker, the only leg of my bet yesterday that didn't hit, the, uh, Vic- or the, excuse me, the Lions beat the Vikings on a last-second play to win 29-27. So 0-10-1. Got Shout out to there. Amon Ross St. Brown. That is my guy in my <laughs> dynasty league. Caught the winning touchdown yesterday. First touchdown in the NFL, too. Yeah, yeah. Damn. He's yeah, been waiting to blow up. I didn't know it was. <laughs> I never heard that name. They have, yeah. Yeah, they, have nobody, they have nobody to catch the ball on their team. So he was yeah. drafted this year. I was looking forward to seeing him break out. So I think he had like 10 catches for 160 oh, he yards and a touchdown. He scored a touchdown. Yeah, so he ain't even been catching the ball. He's on deck. <laughs> All right, so that's that's going to conclude our fast break. Um, getting on to the main bulk here of the college football. A deep dive. Yeah, new rankings came out, um, obviously, at one. Kind of surprising. One, got Bama at 12-1, Michigan at two, 12-1, Georgia at three, 12-1, Cincinnati at four, 13-0, um, Notre Dame at five, 11-1. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm excited because the three of us were talking about this the other week and Cam was discussing what bet to make. And I was talking about how Michigan was, you know, they were undefeated at home this season. And I said, don't put a lot of money on them because they're playing Ohio State, but it was worth a shot. You know, they had a chance at home. I'm kind of a believer in like things are, you know, kind of meant to happen. Destiny, right? If you will. So it's Harbaugh's first season beating Ohio State since he's been there. It's kind of got me thinking, you know, is he is he gonna take the is he gonna take the national championship this year? Yeah. Um, because you know they're playing ball. They're the number two seed. They got Georgia. They got Georgia first in the uh, in the playoff. You know, Alabama just beat them. So kind of you know really exposed them and, and gave. In my opinion, Michigan an advantage going into that game, so they're able to kind of dissect that film versus Alabama, and if they're smart, you know, make some of the same, you know, adjustments that, you know, Alabama did against Georgia. So I I kind of see, I mean I don't under, I don't see how Cincinnati beats Alabama. No, um, no not a chance. Um, like we were just talking about. I mean, you know, I don't I don't watch in depth college football you know I kind of keep up with it here and there um you know so Cincinnati's been right there for years now and they got in this year um so I just see Alabama blowing them out their team's playing really well but I I think Michigan versus Alabama would be really good for the rankings yeah Harbaugh Saban uh, yeah with you know how many times have we had these kind of coaches that have come in that have had big names um you know, play against Saban, and, you know, they thought they were going to do a good job, and then Saban blows them out, right? Yeah. So I'm actually really rooting for Harbaugh um, and hoping that Michigan can actually do something, not because I'm a Michigan fan, but because, I, you know, I know Alabama's going to beat Cincinnati, and they're going to yeah. be there, and I kind of want to see, you know, something a little bit different. And I don't 
you guys would have to tell me the last time Michigan won a national championship, yeah. let alone a playoff game. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Um, just kind of wanted to dive into both both the games and then the individual teams, first of all, here. And, you know, obviously the big question at 13-0, they got a win over Notre Dame. But, I mean, outside of that, you know, they beat – they played Houston the other day, correct? Yeah, they played good Houston, Houston the other day. I mean, it, yeah. you, it's a good Houston team, but, you know, it's the big, the big question on everyone's mind, you know, is Cincinnati for real? Um, and, you, you want know, let me hop in on that one? Yeah, go for Yes. Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, I think they will beat Alabama. Nice. Uh, that's going to be – <clears throat> One of my uh, my calls here at the end of the program. I think they will be Alabama. I think they are a good football team. Um, can anybody here tell me who Cincinnati played last year in a bowl game? Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it before. Anybody? Anybody tell me who Cincinnati played in the Peach Bowl last they year? They lost. Peach Bowl. Continue. They lost by three to Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. They played Georgia last year, right? Georgia's better this year than they were last year. Well, so is Cincinnati. Yeah. They showed up for that Peach Bowl last year, and everybody in the country thought Cincinnati was going to get blown out by Georgia. They lost by three points, played yeah. with them the entire game, right? <clears throat> Are they going to be Alabama? I think they will. I think it'll be close. they got to play a really good game to do it. I want to highlight a couple of guys. Their defensive backs can play with Alabama's receivers. That's something that if you looked against Georgia the other day, Georgia's DBs struggled to keep up with Alabama. They, all, they also uh, John Mechie the third uh, towards ACL, so he's done. Exactly. Uh, so exactly. Jamison so, Williams is so going to do obviously it, so. you know rise up the next dominant Alabama receiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw exactly. Sorry to interrupt you again. So I saw a tweet the other day that said Alabama was lucky enough to um, replace two first round receivers with two more first round receivers. <laughs> yeah. And then replace those two with two more first-round receivers. Yeah. No, I mean, it's trust me. I mean, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that uh, Alabama's obviously really good. I sat here last year and told you that until somebody beats Alabama, as far as I'm concerned, they're the best team every year. Yeah. Uh, I told you Kirby Smart's never beaten Nick Saban. Well, guess what? He's still He's never beaten Nick Saban, right? <laughs> Alabama's yeah, studs. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you, Cincinnati, right, it'll be a close game. They're going to have to play really good, but they are good. Yeah. Uh, How my many man, times have they beaten Alabama? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. I don't know, man. I don't even know if they ever played. I'm just telling you, the guys can play. Their quarterback, Sauce Gardner, is his name. First of all, what an incredible name. He's number one. He's number one. It'll be the battle of number ones. It'll be him versus Jameson. Who's better? All right, and uh, you know it, it'll be a close game. Um, but uh, that's my call of the week, and uh, I think they're going to surprise a couple people. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, it's tough. You know, we, we just talked about last week, you know, Alabama's the top dog. So it's it's going to be hard. Obviously, like we said, le- losing one of the really good receivers. A couple, you know, highlights. I mean, the, the offense is just really powerful. On game day last week, they were just talking about, you know, how good Georgia's front seven was and how, you know, Alabama wasn't going to be able to run the ball and were they going to be able to throw it against Georgia. I think they obviously uh, – I think they obviously prove they can do that as Bryce Young goes 26 for 44, yeah, 400, 421 yards and three TDs, while Jamison Williams has seven receptions, 184 for two TDs. So, um, you know. It still amazes me that that guy could not get on the field at Ohio State. Yeah. That dude was yeah. a number four receiver at Ohio State. Yeah. But so that, that'll be interesting. It's funny, Nick Saban was talking about after the game, he's talking, he, also, he often says uh, the rat poison. 
he talks about you know the rat poison that the media brings to him. Obviously, most of the time they're talking about how good Bama is, and you know they're going to blow everybody out, and it, you know their players can hear that, and then they take people lightly and all that, and it's actually a bad thing. Well, he was quoted the other day. He was saying that rat poison tasted really good this week. You know, so everybody, you know, even we, we said you know Georgia was a really good team, and Alabama might have some trouble with them, but and obviously the rat poison, unquote. This week, you know, they ate that up and took that as, you know, some fuel to the fire and obviously came out and played a really good game. So, uh, well, I'll tell you, if Cincinnati beats Alabama, I mean, the slogans are going to go through the roof. Cincinnati has the sauce to beat Alabama and everybody's going to need it. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to actually seeing that happen. Um, so, what do we think uh, the Michigan Georgia game? I think it's a really good matchup. Um, if I was in charge of the. Uh, of the rankings, I would have had Michigan one. Uh, the stretch they had, you know, the last three or four games, they looked really well. And it's kind of what we talked about, you know, uh, you know, end of the year football, uh, a lot of it is running the ball, right? Yeah. And I know college is a little bit different because you're playing in a, in a dome or you're playing in a nice city, right, in these big games. Um, but those dudes can run the ball. They can play defense. And, you know, Ohio State – we talked about how big of a win that was against Ohio State. Well, that Iowa team they played the other day, that's a good football team, right? That Iowa team, they're probably not uh, – they're definitely not a top five team. They might not be a top ten team, but they're a top 15 team in the country. And you rarely see Iowa get beat that bad. You can beat Iowa, right? You, they're obviously beatable, right? They've lost three games this year now. But they're going to play hard, and it's going to be close. Yeah. Michigan goes and plays them the other day, forty-two to three. Yeah. Right. I mean that you want to talk about putting a stamp on. I mean. Right. Also, I yeah, believe high right now. Iowa was. I think they were they were ranked in the top five at the beginning of the year, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. I they, think they, they were, were ranked. Well, then they went and beat. Um, they beat the heck out of Maryland that one Friday night, and uh, I think they were like six or seven and zero. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they had to go through that stretch where you played Michigan State, Penn State. Yeah. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, they're going to start losing some games like yeah. most teams would. But they're a solid team uh, with a great coach, and if you know, it, it says something when you beat those guys forty-two yeah. to three. And I've, I've, you know, people starting to bring up, you know, Georgia is playing a you know subpar SEC schedule. I will, you know, I will note they they opened um, with Clemson. Obviously, Clemson having a down year. Still a top twenty-five team. They beat them. You know they beat a a top twenty-five Arkansas team. Um, they beat Auburn when I believe Auburn was ranked at the time, and they also beat Kentucky, which is a twenty uh, top twenty-five team. Other than that, you know they're playing they're playing like the Missouris and the Tennessees and Vanderbilts in the SEC. So you know you can argue what you want, but I think this game, you know, a lot of people now, you know, where. Last week, saying, oh, you know, Georgia's almost untouchable, and then they kind of go out and get exposed against a real, really good SEC football team. Well, now people are wanting to know, you know, is Georgia really going to show up or what? So I think this is a big game for Georgia to, you know, come out and kind of prove themselves that, you know, they're for real and not, you know, they're not playing the fraud SEC schedule. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, will come down to Georgia's quarterback play. Yeah. Right, you got Stetson been in there the other day, turning the ball over. I mean, at the beginning of the year, J.T. Daniels was going to be, you know, their Heisman candidate. He was going to be a star. Uh, you know, he had some injury trouble and some bumpy roads in the middle of the season. Stetson started playing, um, but I mean, I don't know, man. I I don't know if that guy is good enough to win a championship for you. 
And, uh, you know, Georgia's going to have to play really well. I mean, it, it's crazy. A week ago, we sat here and we talked about how good of a team Georgia was, right? And we didn't think anybody could touch them. Alabama might be able to. And then one week later after one loss, right, which is obviously now to a really good Alabama team, we're questioning them. Um, you know, so it'll be a big matchup. Um, I think I'm going to go uh, with Georgia to ultimately win that game. But like I said, a lot of that's going to come down to their quarterback play. Mark my word, if they don't have good quarterback play, if they turn the ball over a few times, Michigan will win that football game. Yeah. Um, all right, so I was going to – you got anything else? Sorry. No, anything sir? else? Um, <clears throat> I was going to suggest I was going to do – break the bracket down. Um, well, actually, let me see. I don't know if I screenshot or not. I had – what? I found I saw this interesting thing last night where you take the top, you know, there's a lot of talk about expanding the college football playoff and a lot a lot of people say, you know, six, well, let's take the top six. A lot of people say let's take the top eight. I saw an interesting thing last night. It was taking the top twelve. But the top four get a first round bye. Yeah. And then doing that. I think that'd be really cool. I mean I think I think anything to expand the uh, outside of four and it was good because, I mean, you look at, you know, you get an, a, a lot of, you know, some other really good teams in. You know, you got at five, you got Notre Dame at 11 and one, six, you got Ohio State at 10 and two. I mean, you get some really good teams in there, too, who, you know, maybe didn't play their best football um, down the stretch. I mean, you look at Notre Dame, that one loss is to the 13 and 0 Cincinnati team. So, you know, it might give them another chance to come out and prove themselves. But, you know, I think definitely in the future that's going to happen. And when, it ha- when it's going to happen, not sure. But, be be cool to see that. Yeah, the NCAA is holding on to that because they know that they can do it at any point, and it's just going to be an absolute money maker. Okay. You know, uh, anytime you're expanding the playoffs and you have more competitive football and you have great teams against great teams, uh, when it comes down to the crunch time, they're they're just keeping that in their back pocket right now till they have some kind of fiasco where they need to make some more money and they're you know they're going to put it in put it in drive. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I would, I mean, if you, you look right now, Alabama, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, right? That's our top four. Or if you just took the next top four, like you said, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Baylor, and Ole Miss, yeah. uh, you know, those are probably, you know, arguably the best eight team in the country. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you went to eight teams, right, you, you can now tell everybody else if they want to complain, right, well, hey, you got to be one of the top eight. You gotta be one of the top eight, right? Yeah. If you can't get into the top eight, you don't deserve it. Yeah. And I, as I said, you know, we're not playing. You know, because in today's days, day and age of football, we talked about this last week. Had Alabama lost, you know, two losses and you're out. Um. So I mean, it kind of gives some leniency on you know if you lose that second game, it's not you know you can still get in that top eight. You're still going to get a chance to play in the college football playoff or potentially play for a national championship. Yeah, I just I, I missed last week's episode. I wasn't able to join it, so I, I didn't get to touch base on this about <clears throat> how ecstatic I am for Lincoln Riley coming to USC. Um, I missed the I missed the glory days <laughs> with Matt Leiter, Reggie Bush, uh, you know all those guys, and you know I got my gold Reggie Bush jersey. I'm ready to break out and get back to the glory days of USC, man. Um, I'm so excited for that. Just, you know, the recruits that are going to be able to go there now and play there. So I'm looking forward to talking about them around this time next year. I think that's good. Anything else with college football? Yeah. Oh, a shout-out to my man Dave Aranda at Baylor, head coach at Baylor. Preseason poll came out this year with the Big Big 12. 
and uh, head coach Dave Aranda was the worst coach, apparently, in the Big 12 at Baylor. Everybody forgets, dude, just a couple years ago was the D coordinator at LSU when they won their national championship. The guy is a heck of a coach, and Baylor's already good. Just give them a couple more years. They're going to be right there. Shout yeah. out Dave Aranda. Shout out RG3. <laughs> all right. Next up, I'm sure this is the moment we've all been waiting for. It's Victory Monday. Next section, the Washington football team, baby. Four in a row, sitting at 6-6 six and six right now. Another 17-15 win last night uh, against the Raiders in Vegas. Great game. Once again, we have to make it interesting. Can't ever just win a football game. But, That's uh, right. Shout out Brian Johnson, balls yeah. of steel. Yeah. Coming Who is in that? There Our new kid. <laughs> yeah. It was great Mailing being at the game. Family. I couldn't have picked a better day to have virtual reality and sit there in Las Vegas while someone watched the game for me and I could watch it on my virtual reality. Um, Brian, congratulations on the wedding this weekend. Um, I did get to make it to the game in virtual reality. So shout out to Taylor Heineke, the legend and the boys, yeah. and what an awesome win we got to watch yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. So a couple stats to note. Uh, Heine King was 23 for 30 with 196, two TDs. Had a pick, but, you know, it's you know, not a real pick, honestly. His hand gets got a lot of pressure in there. His hand's getting hit, so goes up into the air. Um, Antonio Gibson, 23 carries for 88 yards. Balling. <laughs> Leading lead the NFC in, yeah, in, in rushing, rushing right yards. Now. Did you see that, actually? Um, I, I Hold on. I, what's his name? I think Jalen Hurts was fourth. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise He's fifth. He's fifth with number six two, fa- number two fantasy uh, fantasy yeah. football quarterback yeah. right now. Uh, I don't I'll rock with Philly, but shout out to Jalen Hurts <laughs> on the fantasy teams though for sure. Uh, Except for yesterday, yeah. <laughs> where Connor left uh, them in the lineup. <laughs> How's that coming along? Or what, what do you look like? Are you about to lose uh, hold this on. week? No, no, no. This has actually yeah. been a been a heck of a week for the football we'll, team. We'll say if you're going to drink at a wedding the night on a Saturday night, you should probably change your <laughs> roster um, beforehand so you don't. Sleep, oversleep and not get a chance to change your roster. Yep. Your boy's down six currently Who you got with playing? no quarterback in play. And I got New England's kicker, Nick Folt, who is the number one kicker in fantasy football. Right. Averages about 10 points a game. And Stephon Diggs. You have Diggs too? And I got and He's Diggs. got nobody? Well, he has Josh Allen. Ooh, cool. well, so, he's going to get some points. I was about to set you in for the lock of the week, but uh, well, the, I don't know. The only thing I got going for me here is hopefully if Dig or excuse me, if Josh Allen throws it to Diggs, a lot of those points will offset themselves. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay. Your boy's got at least a chance when I thought it was going to be a definite L. So. I have a feeling you're um, going to be hurt. Play hurt, Jalen. Play hurt. <laughs> um, Logan Thomas hurts me, man. Three catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Great touchdown catch. Um, obviously. Goes down with the injury. Yeah, they think he's got – haven't been finalized yet. They think he's got a ACL, MCL tear. Um, the hit, man, the hit, man, it's it's football, but, you know, it's really close borderline to – Was that the one that I was talking about was dirty? Yeah. yeah I mean, it yeah. was the low So, you know, he's coming across to kind of just yeah, chip was the number guy. number 91 on yeah. the Raiders. Um, I didn't know how to pronounce his name. I did, it's like yeah. NG sign. I don't know exactly. how to pronounce that or, I, or I'd call him out on No him, good. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, no he's coming. The play is going the other way, and he, he just cuts him completely unneeded. And you, you, know, you feel bad for him. He was out 
just about two months with the ham the hamstring injury. He finally gets back. He's getting in the groove. He's playing really well yesterday, and then that happens. So that means really you know, that's tough. But um, on their side, Hunter Renfro nine catches for 102 yards, and he was he was cutting us up. He played really well. Yeah, Connor was called that last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just couldn't guard him, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? Shout out to Bobby McCain. Actually, I mean, he had <laughs> some what? He had some questionable. He had some questionable calls For yesterday, what? but I think he actually played well. I think we were yelling at him a couple times, but I actually think yeah. he actually did yeah, our yesterday. You're, you're not going to be invited back. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, Derek Carr. I know we got it. Pay attention when well. somebody plays well, we have to give him some credit. Well, I will. He didn't play <laughs> yeah, well. He plays well. We will. The dude's uh, trash. Uh, hey, well, he got away with a holding play at the end of the game yeah. to, uh, yeah, clear to not get called. That was clear P.I., exactly. That and it saved us What's from a heartbreak. Ran the corner Zay route. Jones. Yeah, Zay touchdown Jones. Zay Jones. the corner Zay route. Yeah. Yeah, my man just was running playing, the wrong I'm direction. I'm going to give him that credit. Yeah, playing right. high safety and undercuts. That was, that was a good uh, – thank you, referees, for not uh, Um, But, yeah, moving on. You know, the offense d- didn't play – you know, what didn't – they played – Pretty well, I should say. Um, yeah, they played the, the way we've been playing. Yeah, I mean, I mean so, yeah, I was going to say, ball. you know, obviously you'd like to see him to score more, ran the ball well at the beginning, kind of slowed down a little bit at the end. The only thing is, you know, we, like you said, we've been playing, you know, the possession game, trying to run down the clock, keep it away from their offense, and that's great. But, you know, when we go on the spells where we're not scoring any points, we get ourselves in these the holes at yeah. the end of the games, like we've seen the last two weeks, where, you know, we, you know we're moving the ball and you know we'll get a couple first downs, but ultimately not getting any points out of it. Um, we're so playing Redskins football, yeah, Washington yeah, football team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you know, you'd like to see him get a couple more points on the board here and there, but you know, can't complain. Um, the defense, man, not bad at all. Um, We'll say it didn't seem like we got a ton of pressure yesterday, but we didn't, you know, the DBs, we did call a long ball last, last week on here to Deshaun Jackson. And, you know, I think he might, Carter might have had him one or two times. And he was and, banged up and he barely played. <laughs> it did throw to him, but we didn't give one up. But, we, yeah, we certainly, we did certainly catch some breaks. Um, that Bobby definitely, McCain. Bobby McCain should have been called for P.I. That would have set up a probably 10-yard field goal. <laughs> Um, yeah, to win it. Chip shot to win. Second game in a row, 17-15, yeah. final score to win. That has ever happened. But, uh, so, yeah, man, I think it was a, it was a good performance, gutsy performance um, to go down there, move the ball down, down, put get us in the position to win. And I said with, like, three minutes left, I was like, man, they're going to score and we're going to have to turn it over to this damn kicker who's been on our team less than a week yeah. to uh, to win this game. But, Man, shout out to Brian Johnson, man. 48 yards for the win. Uh, he's, he played four games with the Saints this year. And I'll note, he was on November 14th for the Saints. He missed two extra points against the Titans, and they ended up losing 23-21. to wow. And he was released the next day. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you, New Orleans. Yeah, thank <laughs> We you. needed him yesterday. Yeah. Because, um, like Connor said, Tresway cannot kick a twenty-yard <laughs> field goal, nor the, nor can anybody else on the team. So apparently not. Um, but man, that's awesome for him. That's really cool. I, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. It's got to be kind of weird because, like, I guarantee you, there's probably some dudes on the team who don't even know his name yet. I'm sure. Or, like, don't even. But yet, hey, sixteen, hey, sixteen. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm but yet he socks that field goal, and we're all running out there, jumping all over him. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't even know this guy. But, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good that's job. Right. 
Um, a Taylor Heineke, 12 career starts with the Washington football team, four game-winning drives. 33% of the games he's ever started for us, he's had a game-winning drive. I mean, the legends Stay building. The, legend. the legends building. Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, man. All right, moving in. Dallas week, baby. Had this one circled on the calendar for a while. Um, you know, we talk about Halloween weekend. You know, we're sitting at two and six. Season's looking very bleak. Season's over. And the Cowboys Man. are playing very well. So this was a game we did not, you know, we weren't necessarily looking forward to. But, I mean, now we're catching them at a great time. Yeah, we're you, hot. Yeah. What? I was say, back on Halloween, you could get in the game, <laughs> this week's game for 30 bucks. You can't get in there for less than 300 So uh, it's going down. There's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans. I hate that. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully, you know. Um, we can figure something out in yeah. the stadium. I mean, the, I will say Dallas's offense hasn't been playing very well. Zeke's been Zeke's been Brandon. hurt. Um, Their wide receivers have been out. Yeah, so. CD Lamb. Uh, he finally out. came back last week. Played. He actually had. I think he had like ten catches or something like that. So, be interesting to see if we, uh, you know, how we cover him. Amari Cooper, obviously. So, but I think. I mean, I, I don't think we'll have any trouble stopping the run. We just got to. You know, I think if we get to Dak, you know, make him make some bad decisions cover down the field, I think we'll be all right. I will say, I think, you know, they have Trayvon Diggs, who leads the NFL in interceptions. Obviously, I, I would imagine he's going to be on Terry a lot. That's going to be a matchup to kind of look out for. And somebody else is, I think somebody else is going to have to step up. Um, you know, you got a world-class receiver in Terry and one of the best DBs in the league in Diggs. Um, so, you know, they're going to be matched up a lot. You know, obviously, Terry's going to have some catches, but... Um, they need to be working Curtis Samuel. Yeah, this, week. Say, I mean, some, this is a game for yeah. Curtis Samuel to show why we paid him. You know yeah. that he's feeling good. You know, tear up Dallas, and you know it's it's yeah. we we gonna love you. You know, guys like Curtis Samuel, uh, DeAndre Carter, people like them are gonna have to step up. You know, have have a big game, and I think the running game is important too. So, what do you think? Yeah, it's gonna be a huge game. Uh, we gotta we gotta win with the same formula we've had the last few weeks. We gotta control the ball. Time of possession. We got to have more offensive snaps than they do. We got to keep the ball away from them. Uh, realistically, they got a really good offense. Dak is really good, and uh, you know, if given the opportunity, he's going to throw it all over us. Quite frankly, we're not going to be able to guard those dudes and stop him for an entire game if they're out there for a lot. So we got to keep the ball. We got to sustain some long drives. We need a couple seven, you know, six, seven, eight minute drives. Need Antonio to be running it well, and third down is going to be huge. When we're on, you know, when when we got the ball and it's third and three, third and four, we need to pick up those third downs. And vice versa, when we're on defense, we're really good on first and second down, right? We really are. We've been stopping the run. <clears throat> We've been holding them, you know, for for short minimum games. Third downs are going to be huge. Can we get off the field and can we get that ball back to our offense? Yeah, I like that. Um... Yeah, it's all about this game's all about the DBs in my opinion on yeah, defense. I mean, sure. I I feel like we're going to get pressure. Um, you know, not every play, but we're going to get enough pressure to be able to cause some, you know, disruption back there. As Connor said, we're going to stop the run. I mean, I feel like we always shut Zeke down or at least in my recent experience, you know, we've really controlled him very well. I think we got to be very careful with Tony Pollard though. Yeah. Um, because he's really he's really the wild card on their team. He's a, he's a good player. I, I, I drafted him in fantasy this year, you know, in, in the regular round, because I knew he was just going to have a role because they really like him in Dallas. 
field. Um, uh, we'll say he runs a little bit like Zeke used to. A lot of people, they were saying this last week, how Zeke doesn't necessarily have, you know, the runaway speed anymore. Right. You know, he's more between the tackles of get you a yeah. few yards. Or he used to be able to do that, but he also used to turn on the Jets and kind of run away from people. Now he doesn't necessarily have that, especially, you know, he's been hurt. So that kind of gives him a whole other aspect of a, you know, a different type of running back. Yeah, he didn't cut his shirts in half, maybe he could run a little bit faster, <laughs> but, you know, um, everybody has their preferences. Yeah. Or but, take his nose ring out, it'll get some more aerodynamics <laughs> coming through that helmet. Well, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some injured guys back. I uh, haven't heard anything about Layden Collins. Hopefully we'll get him back. He's out with a foot injury. Yeah, we need him back. Um, the center... I can't remember the what was the center's name? Schweister? No, that's the that's a tackle. Ruye. Um, it's been eleven guys. Yeah, Chase we had our fourth center in this week, but hopefully we get get, get some of them back. Um, McKissick, obviously coming off a concussion, that'd be huge to have him both in the run game and coming out of the backfield. We need both of them. We yeah. need both of them. That would McKissick's going to be a really big yeah, one. So, He's, um, he'll help with those third yeah, downs. Yeah, we, we, we those need him with, with Logan Thomas more than likely going to be out. We, um, we also, it looks like. Uh, possibly Montez Sweat. Not sure yet, but possibly Montez Sweat be, be, be back out too. there. Also. That would be hype, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll keep it to keep tabs on that. But hopefully, you know, they're back in there. We got to watch Schultz this week too. Dalton Schultz is going to have sure. a good game if we can't cover. Just if we have Hul- Cole Holcomb on Dalton Schultz, like we just had Cole Holcomb on Hunter Renfro, Renfro, Renfro. Um, it's going to be an issue. All right. Ew, boy, Dalton Schultz is good. Ain't no Hunter Renfro. Come on now. Well, I'm talking about... We got Cole. Dad, you got Cole Holcomb out here guarding Dak Hunter Renfro. Dalton, you know, you know Dak likes his tight ends. So. He does. He does. He's good, but he ain't no Hunter Renfro. I think, that's, I think uh, Cole Holcomb is a better matchup against him than Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that man Hunter Renfro's a killer. That man got a, got a hairline worse than mine. That man out here saucing up NFL defenses every week, son. Um... Uh, last thing with Washington football team, I know Connor wanted to touch on this last week, and he forgot to bring it up, uh, but we're going to talk about RG3's book. He's coming out with the tell-all book, Surviving Washington. Uh, you know, I, I think more so we survived him, thankfully, but uh, you know what we, what we got there. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about here, and we could, we could sit here and talk for an hour about RG3. Uh, RG3 gave me uh, the best season I've ever had as a Washington football fan. Um, I wasn't alive for the Super Bowl years or any of our real glory. So 2012 was my favorite year. It was awesome to watch him play, and I thought we were going to be really good for a really long time. Um, Turns out that wasn't going to be the case. And uh, this book is going to come out, and RG3 is going to paint this picture as the victim, right? And... We've sat here and talked about this before. I understand all the problems that we have as an organization, right? We have the worst owner in professional sports and all this stuff between the sexual, uh, sexual harassment uh, stories and everything that's come out. I understand that there are some terrible things in this organization, but that does not mean that RG3 was the sole victim here. <laughs> RG3, as Tom Levera would say on the Kevin Sheehan podcast, he was a co-conspirator. He had a lot to do with the issues that went on here with the Washington football team. And, uh, you know, for that guy to come out now and wants to uh, to do his tell-all, well, guess what? There's a lot of guys from this area who reported a lot of the things that went on that know the real story. RG3 didn't want to run the offense that the Shanahans had designed 
and that we had run in 2012 and had all the success. He no longer wanted to do the pistol with the read option. He wanted to be Peyton Manning. He wanted to be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. And the reality of it was he was not that guy. The dude held a meeting with our coaching staff to tell them that certain plays were no longer allowed to be in the playbook, which is ridiculous because those were the plays that we had all the success with in 2012. Um, so he basically, when that ends up not going his way, he goes right to the owner. And in typical Dan Snyder fashion, he does the worst thing possible for us. He sides with the 20-year-old kid instead of signing, siding with the likely Hall of Fame coach of Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, who has now taken two different teams to Super Bowls, once as offensive coordinator, once as a head coach. Sean McVay, who took a team to a uh, coach to a championship, to, to a uh, Super Bowl as a head coach, a star in, in L.A., right? <clears throat> and um, uh, LaFleur with the, with the uh, Packers, yeah. right? Another great coach that really came in and, I mean, since the day he came in, the Packers have looked completely different with Aaron Rodgers than they did from before, you know. So Snyder sides with him instead of siding with these coaches. They all leave. Then, you know, oh, you know, we're going to fix this. We're going to bring in a new coach to do exactly what RG3 wants to do, right? We bring in Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden comes in and says on the first day of practice, he knew that this wasn't going to work. He said that the guy stunk and they were not going to be able to run the offense that this guy wanted to do. And so, you know, it RG3 started more issues uh, than, than anyone at that point. He was a main problem during that point, right? And so it's going to be interesting to see what he comes out and says. Uh, he make, he's making a lot of claims saying, you know, and, and he always wants to point the finger somewhere else. It's never his fault. In the meetings leading up to the draft when he was at Baylor, there were multiple teams that had meetings with him. And in those meetings, they would show him plays that, you know, where he threw an interception or took a sack and Baylor wasn't doing well. And every single time they showed him one of those, he would talk about, oh, it was this guy's fault. Oh, this guy didn't do this. Oh, this guy didn't do that. It was never RG's fault. It was never his fault at Baylor. And he he didn't think it was his fault with the Washington football team. And just like he probably doesn't think it was his fault, you know, in Cleveland or with the Ravens or anywhere else he was, right? And, you know, and, and so it's going to be interesting to see what comes out what he says in the book, he's going to make a lot of claims. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, outside of Washington, I think a lot of people are just 100% going to agree with it because they don't know what really went on when he, when he was here. Uh, but the reality of it was we were in a position with four likely, three or four likely Hall of Fame coaches all on our coaching staff. And instead, we sided with him over picking them. It's now... And now look at the lasting effects. <laughs> look where they are. Look where he is. I mean, ultimate system QB, I think. And I think he gets a lot of credit for what he did at Baylor. I mean, he's playing in the Big 12. And, you know, watching West Virginia football, we can, we can tell you right then. They don't, they don't Geno play, Smith they don't for like 900 defense. yards in a football they game. They don't play defense in the Big 12. So. Oh, man, Connor's been holding that in for one week. He's ready to let that loose. That was his tell-all, yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let me I, tell can't, you. I can't well, wait to, to read RG3s, to be honest with you. Just, I'm... I'm curious about what's going to be said, um, <clears throat> just what kind of comes out of it, because it, this is really random, 
but I think he's trying to benefit off of the stories and allegations that are going on right now and all the yeah. stuff that's coming to light. So I think that he's trying to kind of beat certain situations um, that haven't come out yet and, and try to get, you know, his his side out um, or at least his reality or his truth, as, you know, as he said. So um, we'll really see what, what he has to say and then kind of, you know, go from there. But yeah. You know, he was he was our uh, you know he was our superhero here in those in those first years, and you know, I'm like I said, I'm curious to see what's going on. And the worst part about this all is, is like this is since we hired Ron Rivera, you know, we got rid of Jay Gruden, we hired Ron Rivera. It's like I'm actually kind of tired of hearing about all this stuff with our team because it's like, yes, it's it's serious stuff. There's a lot of serious allegations and and you know findings that are going on with our team, but it's like you know. I feel like we've made a path through that, um, whether it be, you know, people we've hired, people we've fired, and, and we're going in the right direction. So hopefully all this can really, you know, not be swept under the rug because it's been swept under the rug, but hopefully we can, it can be recognized, it can be corrected, and we can move forward, and we don't have to have this negative connotation, you know, on our team anymore. And I think Really, it should end after this year when we hit that name change and, you know, put put all this trouble, Snyder, leadership, BS in the past, man. Yeah. And let's let's get a yeah. new owner, a new name. and Two more things. I got two, <laughs> two more things real quick. First off, uh, one of the things he said was talking about the sexual assault claims. And he said, to, you know, possibly have some information about that. By all means, if he's got some information he about that. I heard that. I heard that. So which I'm is, which is that. That's really interesting because I was listening to a guy the other day Dr. talk Andrews? about when he came out of Baylor talking about how there was some kind of um, uh, rumors or something about him maybe possibly being homosexual. So who knows if that played a part in this when he got here. Uh, you know, maybe he was actually harassed himself. Maybe it'd be crazy after all this. Is the reason we'd get Dan Snyder out of here is because Dan Snyder came in and like grabbed his, you know, what one day or something. You know, that would be wild. Talk about the ultimate plot twist, right? I'd be an RG three fan again. And 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 last, and last hey, you know, at this point, whatever it'll take. Uh, and lastly, uh, I just uh, I think one more thing he put in there is something about how uh, we miss as our, our um, you know, our athletic training staff how we mismanaged a lot of the things that they did with his knee injury. Um, there's probably some truth to that. I know there was a lot of issues when Trent Williams came along with that. Uh, but I will say this. If you go back and watch the NFL Films video from when we played the Seahawks in the playoff game that year, it's the same video at the end where Trent Williams uh, ends up punching uh, – uh, what's who? What's uh, uh, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. He ends up punching Richard Sherman in the face. It's in that same video that, awesome. that you hear RG3 tell Trent Williams on the sideline, it's my knee, don't tell coach. So, obviously, he knew something was wrong. He knew it was an issue, but he didn't want to say anything. And then at halftime, RG3 and Dr. James Andrews go into a back room. They come out, and they tell the coaching staff, hey, it's not the knee. It's the knee brace. The problem is the knee brace. Well, in reality, it doesn't look like that was the case. So, it looks like he's trying to step back again on that uh, when the truth is, you know, probably something different. And, you know, how ironic is it, you know, when he's officially he's officially out of the game now, you know, for a while. He you know, obviously has a possibility of getting picked up, but he's, he's commentating football games now on ESPN and college games. Um, how ironic, you know, he's finally – his name's out of the spotlight. He's finally out of football, and then he decides he's want, he wants to come out with this tell-all book and, 
you know, play the victim again. So I, I think it's interesting. It'll definitely be something to, to see what he has to say to get, you know, his side of everything. But, you know, that would be interesting to see. So next up, uh, the Monday Night Football game tonight, we got the Patriots and Bills. Obviously, Patriots playing really, really well. Bills haven't been playing as well. Um, who do we like tonight? What y'all think? They're in Buffalo. Yeah, the Bills are favorite, I will yeah. say. Yeah, I'm going, with, I'm going with the Bills. I think, uh, I think the Pats have been playing some really good football, uh, but I think this is going to be a big week uh, for, the, for the Bills. I think the Bills need to come out and need to get a big win. Um, you know, it, it'll go a long way as far as their division rankings go, uh, but especially, you know, in Buffalo, the crowd's going to be rocking. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Pats are going to have to run the ball, I think, and keep the ball away from the Bills' offense and Josh Allen. Uh, but uh, I think that the Bills um, end up getting a win in this game. I think they're going to win 24-21 to 21 over the Pats. Um, I don't know. I, I like Mac Jones. I like what he's been doing there. I think he's, you know, him and Belichick are really starting to get stuff figured out. They've been playing really well. I like the, I like the Pats here. Yes. Um, they, they, uh, the Bills haven't been playing as well. Um, Allen hadn't been playing well, but I, you know, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 35, 31 Patriots. Yeah, so fun fact I saw today is Mac Jones is five and zero on the road this season. Um, I heard that too. He um, he joins Big Ben and Dak Prescott as the only other rookies to do that. So I kind of I don't know. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is just such a great coach, and I'm actually a little frustrated that we're actually still talking about the Patriots. Um, I thought that. <laughs> Once Tom was gone, they'd be gone. But here they are. <laughs> They're actually the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. At least before last night's game. I don't. I, I think they, they still I are. I think they still are, even though the Chiefs won. Um, so we'll let them. We'll let them. Uh, we'll let them have their fun. I just don't see how Buffalo loses in Buffalo. They they've had a a wishy washy year so far. They've won games. They've lost games. They haven't really been consistent. So to be honest with you. I think we're looking at 28-21 New England because of that inconsistency out of Buffalo uh, where New England's been consistent. Uh, 28-21 Patriots, Tom Brady steal a win up uh, yeah. up north. And uh, I think we're done with the NFL. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Um, going back to the college football, we said we were going to do this. We didn't do it. Um, Bama Cincy, we got a winner and a score. Cincinnati, 27 24. Cincinnati beats Alabama. So, Connor talked about how Cincinnati, you know, lost by only three points to Georgia last year. Um, I think they're going to lose to Bama probably about 33 points. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, we'll say 36 to 6. Alabama's going to win. Uh, kind of going to go on the same, uh, the same vibe there, game. I'm going to take Bama 35 10 over Cincinnati. Um, I, I'm still not with the hype. I'll, I'll say I've watched them play, but I'm just not. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna hear this next week yeah. if we're wrong and Connor's right. So uh, you know, <laughs> hey, we'll see, man. I, um, I could be compl- I mean, I'm, well, yeah, I, I've I mean, sat here for weeks now telling y'all how good we're three average dudes. How we're good talking about sports? Alabama is so two average dudes. Sitting and me, here but, and uh, <laughs> so what do you, so Michigan Georgia? What are we thinking? You just say two average dudes and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you sit here looking like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball, that does not make you unique. <laughs> 
Michigan, Georgia. This one's tough. Um, I think this is going to be a close game because this is the more competitive game, in my opinion. Um, but I feel like college football is, is so high scoring. Um, we'll say 35-31 Michigan wins. What do you think? 35-30 Michigan, you said? 35-31 Michigan wins. Michigan wins. Okay. Michigan beats Georgia. Uh, I'm taking Georgia. I'm going to say Georgia 34, Georgia. Michigan 24. Georgia goes to the national championship game against Cincinnati. All right. Um, yeah, this is another tough one. But, you know, I think, I think we're going to see a rematch. I think Georgia wins. I think it's a close game. I'm going to say 34-31. Uh, 34-31. Well, we got a while till these games, too. So. Yeah, there is yeah. Uh, we'll December, December 30th. It's New yeah, Year's Eve. Exactly. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Catch your game at the whole wild wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. But and then I you know I think I'm honestly I I think Georgia goes to the national championship and I think they get get it figured out. I think Kirby Smart beats Nick Saban for the first time. I think you're going to I think Georgia wins the national championship. What do you think? Um I was going with Michigan cuz I'm feeling like I am a story guy and uh Harbaugh be beats neat. Ohio State. Yeah. Hope yeah, I'm Harbaugh waiting beats on, uh, Saban. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting on my I'm gonna. I'm not making my national championship pick until after the first game. Well, you gotta give me a give me something out of the two you think who would win. You picked Cincinnati. Oh, going, for well, out of the first two you picked, I you think, think Georgia will beat Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. So Georgia. All right. Um, quick graze over Duke basketball power rankings. New power rankings came out today with Purdue at one, um, Duke at two, um, and then also the the AP poll came out top twenty five. With Duke at three, um, had an eight no Purdue at one, and I believe eight no Baylor, right? Was it Baylor? Yeah, I think Baylor. Baylor was. at two, and obviously us seven and one. Uh, not getting back on the floor until the fourteenth against South Carolina State. Um, but yes, got a nice little break here. But moving on, uh, we're gonna go to the winner of the week segment. Uh, we'll start off with Gabe. New co-host today. We'll let him start us off here. So who you got for your winner of the week? Well, the winner of the week, I talked briefly with the guys yesterday about who I was thinking about. But after thinking about it, my guy, Lewis Hamilton, at the Grand Prix yesterday, comes up so clutch. Who? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, the greatest Formula One driver in the history of the sport. Yeah, so I've um, heard. about Jean Gervais? I will, uh, <laughs> I will uh, bring that, bring Formula that into the light ooh. some more. Formula ooh, exactly. So, Lewis, ooh, first of all, Red Bull and Max Verstappen have been racing incredible this year. Um, basically, after yesterday's race, there is one race left this Sunday, and... They are tied with 369 and a half points. Winner takes all this weekend. Could be Lewis's seventh championship. Um, so that's my lock this week as well. While we're while I'm on the subject, one of them uh, is my guy Lewis Hamilton to win the Grand Prix this weekend and win the you know the championship uh, this weekend. It's been incredible. He's battled back. He's taken penalties. He started in 10. He's just been winning races, winning races um, as of late. So you can never count the, you know, count the legend out. So incredible win this week by him. And, you know, I, I definitely recommend everybody tune into the race this weekend on Sunday. It's at 8 a.m. because it's in Abu Dhabi. Um, <clears throat> so definitely make sure you're watching that because that will be a lot of fun. 
Um, I'll go next. I'll take mine. Winner of the week, man. Brian Johnson, baby. I, uh, I'll tell you what, I almost didn't watch. I was scared to death when we were trotting that dude. That man looks like he's all of 150 pounds soaking wet. We were making fun of him when they showed him kicking into the, the net on the side. <laughs> but I, I was scared to death uh, watching him trot out there to kick that field goal. But, man, he proved us all wrong. Um, yeah, 48-yard field goal for the win. Obviously, coming back, like I said earlier in the podcast, coming back after missing the two extra points for the Saints and a uh, 23-21 loss, that's tough. Getting released the next day, you know, that, that obviously that sucks. So um, big ups to him for, you know, getting back out there and, and not even being with the team a week, getting us a win. So that's awesome. Shout out to BJ in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my winner of the week, um, I got to go with Alabama. Got to go with Alabama football. Um, it's three weeks in a row now. I've sat here and given you a college football team for my winner of the week. So I'm probably I'm a little biased as far as that goes. But, uh, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to them. Um all season long, you've heard you know people complain about the playoff and there's SEC bias and Alabama lost to A and M, so they don't don't deserve it. Uh, last week they barely sneaked by Auburn. You know people say I mean, once again they don't deserve to be in there. Uh, you know they don't stand a chance against Georgia. Georgia's going to beat them by two or three touchdowns, and uh, they go in there and they whoop Georgia. Um, so a really impressive game, really impressive performance. Once again, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I'll say it till the end of the time. Uh, until you beat Alabama, Alabama is the team every single year. And that hasn't changed this year, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So they're my big winner of the week. All right. So <clears throat> next. Did you do your lock? We're doing lock next. We're going to do it. You want to finish with Mount Rushmore? You yeah, do let's lock? do our lock right. first. So lock, what do you got? Gabe? I'll go first. Okay. I'm going first. <laughs> while, while I'm going, let me just rattle this yeah. one off. <laughs> In the biggest, the biggest game uh, on the college football sheet next week, I think it might be the only one as far as uh, major Division One programs go. But we got Army Navy oh, yeah. he- heading it off next weekend. My lock of the week is going to be Navy bouncing back this year. You know, Navy has been the best team here, you know, in recent time. But Army got another big win last year. Uh, I think Navy bounces back this week. I think they're about a four or five weeks or four or five point favorite. Uh, but I see them bouncing back this week and, and reclaiming the trophy. Go Navy. I like that. Respect, respect. I think uh, tonight in the Bills-Patriots game, I'm going to take the over on points. It's 40.5. I think there's going to be more than 40.5 points scored. Um, I can't remember what my prediction was, but I think we all had them at least over 40. Um, so I think that I don't, I don't see there's any way they're not scored over 40 points unless, you know, it's cold. Yeah, it's in Buffalo. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's a good one over forty and a half. As I mentioned, I'm locking in Lewis Hamilton to win this this Sunday, December twelfth at eight a.m. in Abu Dhabi, eight a.m. American time, um, Eastern time. That is uh, the last race of the season for all the marbles. And I misspoke. He's going to be winning his eighth championship on Sunday. And. Mm. They'll be breaking uh, the record then. So lock into that for sure. Also lock into my guy on UFC 269 on Saturday. He'll be fighting first on the pay-per-view at 10 p.m. My guy Sean O'Malley is going to have some fun on Saturday. Sugar Sean is is definitely a lock. Um, I'm calling a second-round knockout. He's going to have some fun. Be dribbling heads off the canvas again. So... um, (laughs) Those right. are two favorites for yeah. sure uh, this weekend, and and they're gonna they're gonna favorite us. 
So next, this week for our random category, we were going to do the Mount Rushmore of fictional movie characters as well as... Sports movie characters. Sports movie characters, excuse me. Um, as well as our first, our first one out. Um, so you got five picks. I would like to go last. So if either of you guys... I'll go first, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I love my list and I... Let's hear your thoughts. I got, Say the name yeah, and the movie that they're yeah. from. So... I'm gonna. Oh man, let me let me do let me do my first three first because this gentleman represents three of my top four, and you guys can sit here and debate all you want. There will be some debating with this. Will, Let's go there ahead will and definitely add that be right some, now. Some debating. So one guy plays three of my people on Mount Rushmore, and that's Will Ferrell. All right, you got Jackie Moon, Chaz Michaels Michaels. And Ricky Bobby, all right, right there. Three of my four. Now, I got, what do I got? I got three more on here, and I'm trying to think who I'm going to sneak in there. So, number four, I'm going to go with Rocky Balboa, uh, right there on Mount Rushmore, alongside my man Will Ferrell as Jackie Moon, Chaz Michael Michaels, and Ricky Bobby. And my first out, almost made it, is my guy Air Bud. All right, he's a he's a legend, super throwback from you know back in the days, and you know got to shout out Air Bud and super uh, super uh, underdog all his life. So shout out to Air Bud. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Air Bud could play everything too. Yeah. That's the more impressive thing with yeah. that. Uh, I'll he's go like s- these two guys sitting next to me. I mean, they got they're, they're skilled at all sports. Um, I'll go second. Right, uh, I'm gonna take one of yours. Um, with Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby right? I, I think it. you got to respect Ricky Bobby, right? The, the man, the man was winning the NASCAR <laughs> race every single week. Yeah. Where if you look now, I mean, dudes are winning like a great drivers winning like you know six times a year maybe. Yeah. And dude was winning every week, yeah. every week. Just the best um, the, yeah. So the dominance, you know, you know, before the the the, the tragic mental issues, yeah. was incredible, right? And it's you something you gotta you gotta respect. Um, I'm going to take one step back here and go with my honorable mention. For that, i got to go with my, my main man, Harry Potter. Okay. Yes. <laughs> my, yes. Man, my, man, my man showed up to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and had never even ridden a broom before. My man, the first day, hops on a broom, no problem, and is like the youngest seeker in 100 years at this school, right? Which is like the finest magical school in the entire world. And he just is the best seeker and he's never ridden a broom before. Head pounding while he's out there. And like, not to mention, like every single time they show this man in a game, except I think for the one match where he like fell off his broom because of the Dementors, uh, the dude caught the snitch in every single game, right? So just swallowed one too. Yeah, the dude was just the dude was a was a killer, was a killer on the on the Quidditch field, yeah. right? So uh, what do you call yeah. It pitch, Quidditch yeah, pitch. So yeah, probably a pitch, probably a pitch. So yeah, so uh, you know, I know in the last few movies, uh, Quidditch wasn't that big, but I'm sure he would have uh, taken the necessary steps and would have continued to progress, and I'm sure uh, Gryffindor would have, you know, year six and seven, you know, yeah. minus the whole Voldemort thing, uh, <laughs> Gryffindor would have been the team to beat. <laughs> So that was my number five, right? So he was my fifth one. Ricky Bobby would have been cop. would have been four. So now I got three people left. Um, I got to go with Happy Gilmore, right? Happy, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys know I'm a golf lover. 
And, uh, you know, the guy was a hockey player. Not a very good one at that. <laughs> he was a fighter. <laughs> only, but, guy, uh, only guy ever to try to you know, take a skate off he was like, uh, He was like the, the, the Tom, Tom Wilson on steroids, right? Um, <clears throat> but the dude, you know, goes to, goes to <sighs> golf and uh, wins their equivalent of the green jacket and a gold jacket, right? I mean, really impressive stuff. The dude putted with a hockey stick, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, you know, pretty remarkable. Um, I'll have to go from that. My next one's probably one that Cam's going to have is Roy Hobbs from The Natural. Uh, Roy Hobbs, I mean, all you need to know about Roy Hobbs is he hit a baseball into the lights. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's another man alive that's ever hit a baseball into the lights. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's obviously incredible. Dude was just a, uh, a, a incredible power hitter. Uh, and then last but not least, my number one guy, he's going to be right there square in the middle, is Rocky Balboa. Uh, Rocky Balboa, basically, you know, the guy comes from nothing and basically works to the point up where he's got a, a, a freaking six-pack and, uh, or excuse me, probably an eight-pack and uh, basically ends the... Uh, Ends the, uh, the 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 war against the Soviets. Ends the Cold <laughs> War. Single-handedly ends the Cold War by knocking out Iman Drago. You know, uh, and, and you know, and, and Rocky IV, arguably the best uh, movie soundtrack of all time. So, gotta give credit to Rocky Balboa. Shout out the Italian style. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with my first out here first. Um, I'm gonna have the big Hamilton Porter from Sandlot, the G. Dude could swing it and was a rock behind the plate. One of the best crap talkers there's been in the game of baseball. Um, yeah. Next, I'm gonna go. I'm a little disappointed Connor took this one. I didn't think he was gonna think of this one, but I'm gonna go with my fellow left-handed swinging Roy Hobbs. If you haven't seen the movie The Natural, all you need to know is the dude flat out rakes. Um, anything he wants to do on the field, he did it. Not only did he hit a ball into the lights, but he also shattered a, a clock on the scoreboard at Wrigley Field. Knocked the cover off the ball. Yeah, and he also the knocked the cover off the ball. Yeah, let's not forget about that. Um, also threw cheese off the mound and struck out the whammer when he was 18. <laughs> when he was 18. That's a movie where Bernie Mac hits 3,000 hits, right? <laughs> Bernie Mac. Get out. It's 3,000. Uh, but yeah, man. Dude could do it all. So... Uh, second, I'm going to have uh, go with Shane Falco, quarterback of the Washington Senators. <laughs> Dude was a stud, had some great hair, as do I. Um, like I said, he's a stud, ladies' man, you know, uh, pain heels, chick stick scars, glory lasts forever, baby. Who's the NFL uh, equivalent of Shane Falco? Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Not even close. Just overlooked his whole life and just gets out there and starts doing his thing. People like though, if you watch the replacements, Shane Falco really sucks. <laughs> nah, no, it's a he, he plays well in the Dallas game. No, he's a playmaker. But, uh, playmaker. nah, man. Nah, man. He's probably Gus Barat. <laughs> <laughs> Running into the wall. Somebody like that? Nah, come on. <laughs> nah, Shane Falco. That's number two, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, my uh, next, we'll go with the best basketball player to ever come out of the state of Indiana, Jimmy yeah. Chitwood from the Hoosiers movie. Shooter. I mean, the dude was wet. Certified <laughs> I mean, bucket. The dude was wet. <laughs> bucket. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter if they were running the picket fence, whatever. Dude's not missing. Um, I mean, we're talking about, we're doing this in the Stone Age days. when man was draining draining threes in a pair of Chuck Taylors. Yeah, without Come a three-point line. Yeah, without a three-point line, you know. Um, last this, but not least, my team went from a six-man team with a guy who shot underhand yeah. <laughs> to the state champion. Yeah, <laughs> single-handedly. 
led the Hoosiers to the state championship. But my number one, this is this technically isn't from a sports movie; it's a show. But um, mm. my number one, the goat on Mount Rushmore, the absolute goat, <laughs> my man, big number thirty-three, <laughs> fullback for the Dillon Panthers, Timmy Riggins, baby. I mean, obviously slugging beers, getting all the girls, running touchdowns. I mean, absolute goat. So. That's that's my dog. That's a good that's, one. That's, that's gonna a be good that's gonna be my number one. Definitely probably terrible teammate. <laughs> so be, yeah, terrible teammate. But you know, guy do anything for you though. Um, I can't believe you went with Ham instead and over Benny the Jet. <laughs> Come on, he's overrated. Benny the Jet, man. <sighs> he's gonna even crack. I did. I almost had Air Bud. I, a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, Air Bud yeah. was on there. Rocky was on there. I had a uh, had Calvin Cambridge. Calvin, 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 Calvin Cambridge. Damn, I didn't think about that. that. That's a bucket right there. Yeah. Calvin Cambridge certified. Bucket. That was a good yes. one. What other? You got any other honorable Make mentions? Make me like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think those are good, uh, man. I almost threw Bagger Vance on mine, but yeah. he was the caddy. Smash Williams. There's a lot of, there's a lot Williams, of options yeah. out there. I'm there's, surprised neither one of you guys went with anybody from Remember the Titans, to be honest with you. Well, that's a real movie. Yeah, it's based on a I true thought story. about I mean, that. I was going to say. I originally had Sunshine in here originally. Blue guys. But uh, go you'd have to yeah. go with with Gary and Julius, the combination. I think. Yeah. Right off yeah. that from I'm that sure. Game. Thought like, Connor would have someone from that but, movie. But. All right. Well, all right. We got anything else, fellas? Chick-fil-A scores. Yep. Glory lasts forever. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's going to conclude our episode today. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch oh, you back next. I what? forgot one thing. Oh. I did forget to mention we did not talk about the golf this week. Congratulations <laughs> to the young hitter, the young Swede, Victor Hoffland. With the win at the World Hero Championship. Is it relevant? All right. So that's, practically, that's practically the fifth major. So, big deal. Let me send one more lock in there for my girl Trinity Rodman to lock in <laughs> the NWSL Player of the Year. She was drafted number two overall by the Washington Spirit. Just won. Oh, the World Champion the Spirit. The World Champion Women's Soccer League Spirit here in D.C., and won the rookie of the year, won the net, or won the world championship with them just a couple weeks ago, and now she's up for player of the year. And uh, balling like Dennis Rodman is her dad, and he is, and I, I think she's another lock to take home that trophy. All right, well, thank you for the add-on once again, for real this time. Thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week.